Hello, and welcome to Must Love Food. I'm Amanda, and on today's show, we have an interview with Christopher Place and Tony Pyle from a local restaurant called Dirt Burger, a vegan quick-serve restaurant with flavor. We'll cover everything from their concept and recipe development to their business philosophy of sustainability. We'll also talk about a new department in the magazine called Cocktails with Cuisine. You'll get a sneak peek of some veggie-based cocktails we developed for the May-June issue. Then, we make a meal from Pam's fridge, and keeping with the trend of today's show, we answer some meat-free trivia. Enjoy the show. We want to connect with you. Follow Cuisine at Home on Pinterest, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube for recipe inspiration, cooking tips and techniques, behind-the-scenes action, and cooking videos. You can also subscribe to our free newsletter at cuisineathome.com slash newsletter. Hi, I'm Kim, uh, editor of Cuisine at Home magazine. I'm here with Pam Colleen, also editor at Cuisine at Home magazine. And we are very happy to welcome a couple of friends from our hometown of Des Moines, Iowa, Tony Pill and Chris Place of Dirt Burger. Welcome, you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Really Thanks for coming here. in. Yeah, thank you for coming in. Uh, well, you guys have only been open, what, um, not even six, or a little eight, more than six months. Is eight, that right? months. eight months. Eight months. Okay. Yeah. Um, and do you want to tell us a little bit about your concept and what Dirt Burger is? We, we just had a concept that, that there was a missing element to the fast food industry or the restaurant industry in general. And we, I wanted to eat better, you know, we wanted to eat better, but it's not, it's not easy. You have to, there's a lot of prep involved and really, generally speaking, it, it was dictated by income mm-hmm. as well. You know, uh, vegan food is expensive mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't think it had to be that way. We, we've been cooking meat our whole lives. We've been working in restaurants yep. together. He's uh, he's had he's an organic farmer as well. We know that there's a connection there, you know, because we use we wanted to take a little bit less from the planet. The restaurant industry uses mm-hmm. so much, a huge footprint, and we thought it could just be done differently. And the, and one of the ways to do that immediately is to is to eliminate meat, mm-hmm. not out of yep. not out of protest, but and more in in pro vegetables and uh, mm-hmm. well and health dirt burger and Let's health, face it, health for sure yeah for sure right. it's undeniable Absolutely. yeah so so maybe we need to just back up a little bit and just tell people what dirt burger is um because you know the name it's very clever um mm-hmm. i love that name but but what is it what is dirt burger it is uh the, i mean the name came from the fact that all of our ingredients came from the soil the dirt so um and we wanted to, we kicked around some names and uh, Dirt Burger stuck. It's, uh, it's a little more masculine, a little more straightforward. So we were kind of shooting for uh, that demographic because honestly, we're, you know, we have um, a lot of like mid-20s females that come in and we, you know, they how, were, how do you get those mid-20 anyway. males, we, exactly. right? Well, they have to come in their, with the girlfriends. We wanted their boyfriends to come in and, <laughs> right. you know, yeah, and yeah. guys in their, you know, guys like me in their 40s who just want, you know, a healthy meal once or twice a week and yeah. that yeah. might still eat meat, but, you know, just uh, wanting to be a little bit healthier. So so lifestyle. it's your burgers are all vegan, correct? Correct. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I was in um, your um, restaurant last week sometime, mm-hmm. and uh, Tony, your Aunt Kay was yeah, in there. my Aunt Kay. Yeah. And she happened to be sitting next to me, and <laughs> she was with another woman, sure. and they were just going crazy for the burgers. And right. finally, I had to ask her, you know, what, what, what kind do you like? 
So then, of course, she told me the story that she was involved in tasting your burgers as you were creating them to see yeah, to, right. to get to the yeah. the exact burger. And she's she's so proud of you. It's, yeah, it's really cool. She's amazing. Yeah. So and, uh, she's had so, some really horrible tasting batches. Yeah, she <laughs> yeah, has. She, we, it's, we've it's, we have not made some great burgers in the past, but we're yeah. How long did it we, take we, we to come up stung. with the 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 final? Uh, uh, we kind of worked on it years? off and on, but yeah, three years. Three years. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, yeah. not like eight hours a day in a kitchen, but sure. when we, when we could, when we could. It's missing and, this. Let's try yeah. this. It's, I mean, it was more and science than art. Were, and meanwhile, you know? were you, were, did you have other jobs? Was for sure. Oh, for okay. Sure. Yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Cause you had yeah. to. Yeah. And we were, we were <laughs> trying to, yourself. um, overcome the, a lot of, a lot of vegan burgers have the mush factor. Mm. Yes. And right. that was, that was a challenge. Yeah. So we, uh, we added some things, but we were, we, uh, added some flax, a little more flax. Mm -hmm. And what we were, we were cooking these things and eating them right away. And they were mushy. Well, we cooked an extra, a couple extra that we had just sitting there on the warm side of the grill. And it gave it like kind of by mistake or accident or whatever. Um, it gave, uh, the burger time, time, the flax time mm -hmm. to activate. Okay. Uh, so then it firmed up and it was like, accident. okay, this is what, this is how we need to do this now. And and uh, we've, you know, added ingredients and taken away ingredients. But our goal was to get as many local ingredients in the burger as possible. Mm -hmm. So we started out with, we had, you know, black um, sesame seeds and stuff from all over the planet. And we replaced those things with things that can be grown locally. So, Well, something you don't have in your burger, which is grown locally, is soy. So I'm assuming right, that's a conscious decision. Yep, correct. Okay. Wait, uh, so the... the the research and development kind of thing with this was just if we started with a premise that we're not going to use, well, junk just as a wide mm -hmm, parameter, mm -hmm. but and then we started to narrow it down a little bit. Um, we found out it's easy to eliminate gluten, which mm -hmm. I don't have any intolerances. I love gluten, if mm -hmm. you know, but uh, a lot of people don't. And it's a barrier. Um, we knew that we had to open this market up to as many people as possible. And as we developed this burger, removing and inserting ingredients that, that fit these parameters that we've, we've established made the burger better. You know, we're not trying to replicate meat. We're just trying to make something meaty, if that makes sense. That, that's you know? interesting that you say you're not trying to replicate not the burger. Not at all. I've I don't think our customers I want that. turned off mm -hmm. by the burgers mm -hmm. that right. look and taste like burgers. Mm -hmm. I don't want that right so i'm it feels fake it does yep. feel and it fake. doesn't feel like you're really doing something good for your body well, and exactly or you know, the planet the uh i'm glad they're here i can't yes. remember, yeah but me too. well they paved the way yes yeah. absolutely right? I, I, and I, you I, you guys kind of started working on this back many years ago mm -hmm. uh, when you were first kind of working together at a restaurant and that wasn't that sort of the the initial time <laughs> that you started making dirt burgers and then you've evolved it over the years and yeah yeah th that was one of our biggest we didn't make it it was not vegan it was it was we put, okay. had some egg in it and we had some gluten-free and some glutinous flours in it so it was a little bit different but it was vegetarian okay. but uh that was one of our biggest lunch sellers was these these flatbreads that we made and then okay. we put these uh, vegetable patties in it and we jokingly called them dirt burgers and that's yeah so, that's so really the, names, where the name came from yeah the name started there the burger that, didn't start yeah. there that mattered a lot to us because i mean just syntax and the way words roll off the tongue is important but also we know that anybody that comes in there or anybody that hears us talk about this is never going to forget our name sure well it's got attittude in a good way yeah, i think correct. yeah uh, yeah, it's, yeah it's that's a good one. way to put it it's got attitude <laughs> absolutely yeah sure. 
Well, also, um, congratulations. You uh, recently just won Best New Local Restaurant in Des Moines by the City View. That means that uh, people of Des Moines voted. Right. And that's that's important. That means there are a lot of people who are uh, very happy that you're in town. And, and I'm yeah. sure that's going to catapult you a little more. Like, Let's hey, I've got to try this place out. That's yeah. the best new local restaurant. Thanks very much. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So do you guys think this would have kind of launched itself five, ten years ago? Or do you think this was the time in Des Moines for a restaurant like this? I think this is the time. Mm -hmm. I really do. Yeah. Um, and then what do you think is the kind of biggest driving force, would you say, in plant-based eating, if you have a thought on that? I think when it comes down to it, the biggest driving force would be a, a health profile, a healthy mm -hmm. profile. Yeah. That's, that's why I but do there, it. There's so many things that, that kind of go off of that, but I think it's the health factor. And we're not, we didn't set out to be a health food mm -hmm. restaurant. It's just that when you cook with these parameters, that's what you get is you mm -hmm. get nutritional density. You know, and it's just, and that's what we do. Would happen. We also think the timing is, is, is eerily perfect. Mm -hmm. You know, with the delays and things, it just, it was meant to yeah. work this way. We could so. have, you know, done this 30 years ago in California and probably pulled it off. But, mm -hmm. but Des Moines, you know, Des Moines progressing and and becoming much more progressive place to do live. Do you think as with we all know with so. the media in town recently, mm -hmm. um, the last <laughs> year, six yeah, months, right. that probably gave you some traction too, because uh, a lot of coastal mm -hmm. folks are in and um, looking for food that they're used to maybe eating elsewhere. Um, so have you even noticed a change since um, they've moved on to New Hampshire? I, I, for sure, for yeah. sure, for yeah. sure. We've got our we've got people that come there every day. Sure, and and grateful for that. But we've we've had people from all over the country, all over the world. Nice. This last month, it's been it's yep. been wonderful. Um, a lot of inquiries. Everybody wants to know what it's about, and it, it's been we've been fortunate. It's been yeah, it's been great for us. So we had uh, Tulsi Gabbard come in and um, Cory Booker, and uh, like I he know was, he's, he was he's kind just, of he's vegan. Yeah, so. he was kind yeah. of a regular for a while, huh? and and we um, we jokingly put on the menu uh, the Cory Booker. Which is what one of it? everything. Because <laughs> that's what he would order when he would come in. So I was like, it was, is there pork roll on that? It was right. sorry. two large potato boxes full of takeout <laughs> yeah, every was, time. Yeah. So let's talk about the burgers that you um, serve. Okay, I think I've had the original, and I'm not sure what that's called. Is that just the dirt burger? The original, original okay, dirt burger. The original. Yeah. Um, I recently had the volcano. Okay. Um, which is a little bit spicy. Yes. Yeah, I, and yeah. I love spicy, so I, I, yeah, I could definitely uh, yep. eat that one on a regular basis. Um, the mushroom burger, love that one. And then also recently had the Chicago, sure. which was a recommendation from your Aunt Kay. Of course. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's, yeah, she's really in love with that one. <laughs> yeah. so, I have yet to go, but I'm really interested in the Bombay burger. That's one of our favorites. And, and it's not it's not one of our top sellers, but it's one that'll never go away because that's the, I think, India and that and that culinary culture invented the yes. vegan burger, mm -hmm. the veggie burger at mm -hmm. least. Um, and we and we use uh, black gram beans from uh, an Indian farmer here in Johnston, and it's uh, we love that one. We love that one. Well, let's talk about it's got your, a little bit of following your but. ingredients a little bit because you're mm -hmm. a farmer and do you as all of your produce and all of your wares. Um, go towards the restaurant? Well, the original or? idea was uh -huh. that I would be the farmer for the restaurant and Chris would sort of run things. And uh, 
we realized uh, pretty quickly after we opened in June that we both needed to be there, <laughs> like kind of almost around the clock and for the first deck. month. So Yeah, thank you for taking time today because I'm sure you <laughs> yeah, have a lot right? to do to right. get ready to open. So I took, yeah, definitely the year off from farming, but um, I'm the agricultural director um, for Dirtburger. And what that means is we're, we're um, trying to find local farmers and... Uh, um, we recent, I recently, uh, got a contact with Burkett Mills in New York who supplies like whole foods and, uh, natural grocers with buckwheat. So mm-hmm. he's now shipping us directly, you know, like 50 pounds a week and we get a good wholesale price. And that's kind of the goal as we grow mm-hmm. is to get mm-hmm. a good price and use, um, we can also use what are called seconds from farmers. Um, oh. It's basically like the ugly stuff because we grind it. So if, you know, a farmer has uh, 50 pounds of ugly sweet potatoes, we we clean them up and we Mm -hmm. grind them because they're ground up. The supply is already there. Right. And the price point is much lower for seconds because they're, and then they have a market for it. And they're just as good. Yeah, exactly. Same thing. Exactly right. Yeah. So Tony's full-time position really will be finding these things from people that already grow it. Mm Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, we hope to strengthen that market as well. We hope to strengthen this, the seconds market. The farmers have it, and then they just usually have to throw it away. You know, that's where the weight, that's where the real waste yes. in our food comes from. Mm-hmm. So instead of us trying to grow everything, which is impossible, and, and we realize that that could only be one store, and that's not, a, that's not a vision for the future at all, but the future is us making relationships with, with farmers that are already out there and try to get everything in as large of quantities as we can so that economies of scale apply to our economics and we can and we can do more for less and pay our people more you know so do you try to buy organic is that something we do yes we do as much as possible we we, uh a lot of organics um we are able to get from well lafredo's and through albert's organics and even u.s foods has a lot of uh u.s foods um gets a lot of our vegan mayonnaise is kind of our stock products Mm -hmm. and they are as far as a broadline purveyor, they are leaders in, in organics. Wow. So we get uh, quite a bit. Our our whole salad section can be organic this winter because of them. Wow. Which yeah. is not, and Lafredo as oh, well, and sure. Albert's Organics sure. too. Sure. So sure. And that supply chain is, is really long and drawn out. We, we plan to shorten that and make those connections mm-hmm. directly ourselves. Um, with you know big partners like U.S. Foods, they have to help, right. or, or else we right. just we just it's at least stagnant. So. Yeah. Yeah. And you want to grow. We do. Speaking we do. Of growing, we do. What, what are your plans in that area? <clears throat> well, our what? plans are, um, I don't know if we want to franchise. We're still discussing that. But uh, we have kind of a design where we build, where we go into, say, like, just for example, like the Bay Area in California. Mm-hmm. And we build a hub. So the food, all the food comes in and then all the food goes out to like 10 stores. And then we go north to, you know. Uh, Napa Valley and we build another hub and another 10 stores or whatever and uh or Chicago or Chicago or wherever mm-hmm. you know Minneapolis um, or Kansas mm-hmm. City any yeah any place but uh where you know this is obviously going to sell well sure um east coast west coast you know obviously Cal- Colorado we want to build a so, um, a food loop you know where this this hub restaurant has some vertical gardening going on which of course is not soil um but we believe in that too. That's, mm-hmm. that's the future there. Um, we believe that's a way to have chemical-free vegetables all year, which is if this hub restaurant and production facility can supply 10 restaurants 
and and those units i think we can we can we can get to a lot of people mm -hmm. i think there's i think a lot of communities would would enjoy this and we would employ a lot of people and, and we would take you, less have you had people asking if they could invest Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. a good sign, it is. isn't it? It is. <laughs> That's a really good sign. It feels good being open six months and people are interested. Already? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It feels really good. You were um, talking a little bit about um, the your packaging and how everything and not just packaging and your all your food, everything you do is compostable. Is, do you want to talk a little bit about that? And, and Sure. Sure. Yeah. So we uh, it's a fast food restaurant. Mm -hmm. um, everything that we put in, food in can be compostable. And we compost through a company called Compost Ninja. And we have compostable trash liners and we keep everything and they take it away and they turn it into uh, agricultural fertilizer. So, which we know is the beginning of a, a good path to go. Um, but it's just the beginning because things leave our restaurant and, and these things compost in a, in a commercial facility. So they still, if, if they're just thrown away, they, they will go away. But it's a long time still, so it, it's heading towards the solution, you know. Um, yeah, I wish a lot of other local restaurants use that. We could all get a better mm -hmm. price. Um, or curbside composting. On I feel a, like we should do you know, that. on a busy yeah. on a busy day, we'll we'll fill up between composting and recycling. We'll fill up one small trash can of actual garbage. That's it. Where, if we weren't using these products, it would be dozens of. Of yeah. landfill well every chef's you know we we use plastic wrap we have to i mean there's mm -hmm. some things that we just every all our compostable items come in a box that can be recycled and then come in a plant resin based plastic bag that can be compostable so we have to put things in little but you, you're spaces. trying you know? we are trying yeah. and that's, a, that's we are trying that's we are hopeful. sorting we are putting it where we need to go because the restaurant industry contributes a lot yeah. to the landfill and yep. that is just we're just burying ourselves and and that's not, not that's not a, that's not a, a philosophy that's just science you know um that's one way we want to contribute or not contribute however you want to look at it mm -hmm. yeah you're walking the walk we yeah. have to yeah. we yeah. have to and every and that's the only thing we're just going to get better at this every single day so and, and the focus you know the other focus is we we going back to earlier, we really wanted to make this affordable to everyone. Mm -hmm. So anyone who has $4, basically enough for a, a pop and a candy bar can come in and get something really healthy to eat. And uh, yeah, it's- And be satisfied. I mean, Correct. we, we you know, could probably charge more, but we, we choose to make this available that, to everyone. Can. That speaks volumes, really. So. When, you, when you put it in those terms, I think when you say that somebody could buy a soda, I'm from the East Coast, <laughs> and mm -hmm. or in a candy bar, right. as opposed to yeah making that choice going mm -hmm. and having something that is really good mm -hmm. and good for you correct and quick and not going to break the bank right obesity and, mm -hmm. and diabetes and things some of, uh, most of those are related to income yes and that's just sad mm -hmm. it's, it's you people literally can't afford to eat healthy well yeah. and healthy and i think that's that feels almost criminal you mm -hmm. know and i didn't when we start thinking about restaurants on those terms uh, like the plan changes drastically you know and it, it's it's about making this burger taste perfect but it's about what does this look like 10 years from now um it's yeah, it's, it's, it's also we've all eaten at vegan restaurants and we've we've had that experience where you go in and and the server acts as, as if like they're doing you a favor by bringing you food <laughs> like super right. pretentious and mm -hmm. we just we like, our goal is to just cut right through that and just get rid of it like right out of the gate and that's part of the name and just you know the overall attitude in the in the restaurant is is i mean 
is really good and unpretentious and we're just polite and do what we are supposed to be doing, you know? So can you um, elaborate a little bit on this hub idea that you were talking about earlier? Yeah. So the idea with the hub is to do the kind of nuts and bolts of um, to supply the restaurants, the sauces, the burger mix, obviously. But we also want to use, um, and this is my job to, to search out uh, local farmers for like more perishable things like lettuce and things like that. Um, it puts money in local farmers pockets. And, uh, and it's also, I mean, if they're, if, if they're making money and you know, they're, they're proud that they're in our restaurants, that's also kind of um, almost like a marketing tool as well. Cause they're going to tell other farmers sure. and then we have a network and they're going to tell other people like that, you know, dirt burger number seven or whatever, that's where my lettuce goes to. And you know, this is, this is good for Can me. Can elaborate and a little then, bit? Yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry. Uh, because can you imagine a sort of the agro-tourism view of this hub restaurant where it's a production facility and it's and it's open and you can see what's going on. You can see us grinding just raw vegetables. You can see the vertical gardens. You know, you can see where our, our parsley comes from. Um, then there's a storefront restaurant and then there's a production facility. And the more we sort of centralize those things, the smaller the footprint. Mm-hmm. Right. Every time. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine this hub with with solar panels on the roof mm-hmm. um, with non lithium battery storage? There's I mean, the future is coming up to meet this restaurant. And we we're, think, and we're traveling know. with a truck to deliver the food, maybe 10 or 15 miles as opposed to 2400 to deliver food. So. So I, I have a question. What would you say your demographic is? Our right demographic now? right now is all over. Is it the really? Place. Yeah, we have grandpas and grandmas and kids people bring in their kids and 15 year old you know skate punks and i mean just everybody literally so that stereotype of the like millennial right who's mm-hmm. like you know not gonna eat Hipster, meat anymore yeah, it, right. that's that's not really we, we get those people true. too yeah sure, sure. We, we get a lot but it, of, it but runs the gamut we love yeah, that it, it does and i love to look out into the dining room from the kitchen window and see you know an 80 year old guy and a, a 15 year old girl behind him and a mom with her kids, you know, it just, it's, it's just amazing. That's because um, we started with flavor. The That's because we made that the, yeah. the, the, the key element and then everything else around Absolutely. these parameters. And, and that's, everything that's why everybody's here. Yeah. Well, yeah. So you knew you wanted to do vegan. You knew it was going to be, um, uh, compostable. It was mm-hmm. going to have all that kind of stuff, but flavor was really what was driving everything around that. Mm-hmm. So do you want to talk a little bit maybe about your process of development? Um, of your burgers and um, what stays in, what stays out, or, or how do you come up with new ideas? I've been I've been talking about those kind of those those guidelines, those parameters of how we we wanted to to work this, and that's changed too. We we originally thought that we would it would be uh, vegetarian, and we would because we would reach more people, but we we soon realized that that just wasn't the way to go. That we um, that we alienate vegans for one thing, um, but the process was that. We've got all these flavor and texture profiles that we have to hit because it is a burger and we're calling it a burger, but really it's a sandwich. Mm-hmm. You know, we've, we've invented kind of a different sandwich and we want to make sure people know that it's not, we're not saying taste our fake beef burger, mm-hmm. you know, cause we'll right. lose on that in that contest. And then that's not, and that's not where we were going anyway, but um, flavors coming from raw vegetables. So that it, nothing's, 
nothing's cooked. All the grains are, are soaked to a certain point. There's a specific point and they're soaked in, in cold water because uh, it's safer. Um, but there's a process and it's a two day process. So we have to stay up on this all the time. So it, it um, yeah. So the only time the burger actually gets cooked is just on the grill to finish mm -hmm. it. So mm -hmm. it's raw up until that point. So that was important to get as much nutrition into it as mm -hmm. possible. The patty itself is very low calorie just by nature. Um, good level, decent level of protein, but there's a lot of vitamins and things that just come from not overworking vegetables or overworking anything or denaturing all that protein. It, you know, it just, it, it's, it, uh, it works. And we, and it's, um, it has that fresh flavor. We won't, we've made some garbage batches. <laughs> we have, you know, yeah, and, we, and part of it is cool. just that. And part of it is also just having enough sense and humility to say that is junk. We got to do something different. You know, and we also, um, made it a point to put our ingredient list on our menu because, yeah. you know, we, we have to expedite things and keep things moving um, to avoid like a lot of questions. But, uh, you know, you can pronounce every one of them. It's like beats. Mm -hmm. There's no, you know, eight syllable tongue twisters that you don't know what, you know, it really is. So and everything can it doesn't yet, but can be grown in Iowa. Mm -hmm. It doesn't always make agricultural sense to be around here, but and that's that's the idea behind where we put these these hub restaurants is is where's the shortest distance between us and Flax, you know. So Correct. that that contributed to the development of the patty itself, but you know we didn't mm -hmm. want to put uh, I don't know forbidden rice, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> or text right. you know textured vegetable protein or mm -hmm. anything that's like a byproduct and not so good for you. So, so did you guys do a road trip um, tasting burgers all over the place? Uh, Kind of. I mean, yes and no. We had uh, we haven't really found anybody doing anything like this, you know, and we've had some people even from even and we're really surprised to hear this being Southern California doesn't have quite this model, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and mm -hmm. I'm not saying better or worse. Just this, this is just something different. So we didn't mm -hmm. we didn't have a whole lot to <coughs> choose from. I think that made our burger better is because I we've both been chefs our whole life, not vegan chefs. And, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. so we knew what what I would want to taste, you know, and what would if I didn't if, if I were a meat eater, what would I want? What would get me to try this? What would get me to eat this once a week? So that helped our development too. Um, it was a challenge too for me because Chris knows more about vegan food than I do, I'll admit. But uh, some of the recipes, you know, I developed and I, I was very nervous about <laughs> like making ranch without buttermilk mm. and, you know, how do I do this? And it turned out to be pretty good. So that's one of the best recipes we have. What's that? How do you? Uh, we use <laughs> vegan A's and coconut milk. Mm -hmm. And yeah. a lot of others. And some mm -hmm. herbs. It's an excellent. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And brewer's yeast. And yeah. So the non-vegan chef made like <laughs> the greatest vegan <laughs> uh, so, ranch ever. Yeah. Real, you, honestly. Are you guys <coughs> you. vegetarians, vegans, or yeah. are newly? How, when? I would call myself a vegetarian. I, I can't really give up cheese. Like really good stinky cheese. <laughs> baguettes. Mm. You know, so... I'm a vegan, except that I will have some uh, sourced eggs, some organic okay. eggs where I know they come from. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't care who knows it, but that's, and some our vegan patrons don't agree with that, and that's fine. And, and I do eat honey too, mm -hmm. um, good honey, mm -hmm. you know. Um, have you seen Honeyland, the movie? I haven't. Oh, you've got to check that out. <laughs> that's a good one. So um, tell me about the bun. Very curious about the bun. The bun is it's a great story because also I don't know if it's a great story maybe, but it, it's, <laughs> it's a it's story. Also, a fairly local bakery. As it turns out, there's some bigger 
Rotella's. It's from Rotella's, and they cool. do an amazing bond. So they're out of, have, they out of Omaha? Is that they're out they're, of Omaha, okay. and they have some offices here, and they and they make a vegan bun because not that they were setting out to do a vegan bun, but they a lot of most bread doesn't have a whole lot of bread doesn't right. have a lot yeah. of, of, of uh, animal products, and it just turns out to be this great sort of brioche style without the butter, of course, old fashioned hamburger bun because we didn't want to do something super oaty, kale right. you know, uh, we didn't want to do something really strong. We wanted to do a, 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 a burger. Just an old-fashioned mm-hmm. you know? right? bun yeah. for yeah. a burger. Exactly. There's not yeah. a lot of ingredients in it. Yeah. You know, it's just good not stuff. Like well, that's, your teeth on, you know. To me, for a sandwich, okay. if the bread isn't right, right. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah, you exactly. got to have a decent Absolutely. bun. Absolutely. Right. Um, and I think you guys uh, made the right choice. Thanks. Yeah. It's, uh, it's yeah. good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We have a gluten-free bun too that that U.S. Food supplies us, and and because a lot of the gluten-free breads do have egg whites in them, and so that was really hard to find. As mm-hmm. it turns out, U.S. Foods is a great source for this, and it's really uh, the ingredient list is 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 lean, and it's just it's it's good stuff. It's, so we have to go to big purveyors sometimes to make it continue to go. Sure. Also, um, your soda uh, selection. The smart soda. The smart soda. <laughs> yeah. Can you give us a little information about that company? It's a company. Um, they're out of uh, Ohio, and they're they're fairly new. And they don't use any corn syrup or high fructose corn syrup. They don't use any junk. The sugar that in their sodas is uh, organic cane sugar. Um, but the most important part is that we run it through this really sort of simple yet intense uh, alkaline and mineral filter first, and our ice does as well. So we get. So our water tastes great. Um, it's it's uh, eight point five pH, which I I'm told is great for you. Um, and and I'm I'm and we are we feeling the benefits of it for right and now. Sparkling, so it's just it's just it's just, it's just great. It just tastes clean. Still I'm soda. Happy, I'm happy you have ginger beer. Right. <laughs> and and it, still, it actually has uh, real ginger in it, which is ginger, what a concept, yeah. right? And it's still soda. You know, right, you shouldn't have right. five of them. It's still sugar. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, but it's hard to eat a burger without a soda. Right. right. And our fries are still fries. fried, you and know. Fries. We saw French fries. I mean, we're not we're not pretending you know, that 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 there's a great health benefit to French fries, but there's a great like soul benefit to French fries. But they're you also know? hand cut, so oh, yeah. Wow. And we use yeah. sunflower oil, non-GMO sunflower oil. We just the oil's a little bit better for you. It's a little bit more expensive, um, but that's just yeah. You know, hand cut fries was one of the first things we agreed on. We for sure. To have. Definitely. You don't have to make it weird. It sure does seem like they've checked all the right boxes, right? And I was going to say, what do do you agree on and what don't you agree on? Because you say that's what we agreed on. Some of the things. Oh, we constantly argue. Uh No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I mean, we we really don't because we've kind of had this weird vision uh, for a while. But uh, I mean, sure, there's some day to day stuff, but we. We've we've worked together and and he's been my best friend for 27 years and we've worked off and on together for 20 years and. It's like a so marriage, we, huh? Yeah, kind <laughs> it of. Is. It's like my hetero life partner. Here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Aww, but we, yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm not hugging yet. But. but also, I mean, there's no sugar coat. I mean, like, I know exactly where he stands. Yeah. You know, I, he he tells mm-hmm. me what he thinks and and, and vice versa. So yeah, we get we get decisions made pretty quickly. Yeah. You and know, and had, it's not personal. We have a rhythm, you know, where if he's you know doing something, I know what the next step is, and I'll. You know, so we we just work together very efficiently, and and uh, I constantly have to put his stuff away. Sure, if you. I know, and and, <laughs> and it's it's handy because I'm always right, and you're always wrong. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So as long as we right. keep yeah those yeah no no as long as we keep that going. <laughs> so do you think of yourself, Tony, more as a chef or a farmer? 
Um, right now, I'm a chef. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I have a six-year-old daughter. I built her a uh, four-by-eight um, raised bed garden this year, and that was that was all I wanted to do with farming this year. Uh, so, yeah. What is what is she planting? She planted uh, radishes and carrots and some arugula, and uh, she's got a pretty good palate for a six-year-old. And <laughs> well, yeah, and your aunt Kay was mentioning that um, you drive from Jefferson yeah. every day yeah, and like back a, to Jefferson. You know, Holy cow. Yeah. That uh, yep. uh, would be a long trip. I love where I live. I, I live at the end of a dead end road and basically in the woods and um, my daughter loves it. And yeah, it's, I, I don't love the commute, but it's an hour and 15, you know, one way, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to eventually get a place in Des Moines as well. So I can spend five nights a week here, you know, and, be two minutes away as opposed to an hour and 15 so and be a gentleman farmer <laughs> yeah that's it i am so happy you're here in des moines and then we get to you know consume this wonderful uh sandwich that you guys have created and uh Thank best of luck thanks um i see big things yeah. <laughs> yeah um i'm looking forward to the hubs and uh the growth in whatever way dirt burger takes um great name great concept great food great guys well, thank you. Thank um, yeah. you so much. Yeah. Best Thanks. of luck. Thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Our pleasure. Hey, we're here for Top Shelf. It's Pam, and I'm here with Maddie and Haley. And we're going to talk about um, some veggie centric cocktails that we developed this is a sneak peek uh this is coming up in our may june is that right ladies Correct. Yep. issue and note these are juiced cocktails as well exactly well and that's kind of a little bit so when we were we decided we wanted to do a cocktails with cuisine since mm -hmm. we do friday cocktails with cuisine on yes. facebook live and instagram that we wanted to do some new cocktails that we could show um on the the segments on Friday, but also um, put it in the magazine. It's a new department for mm -hmm. us, too. Right. So I think you maybe started things, Haley, but I'm not even sure how we decided to make them veggie-centric. That's what I was trying. I think we were talking about brunch options, and uh -huh. then I, was, I kept saying, like, I kept seeing this oh, beet Bloody Mary. That's right. And then um, it was both beet and tomato, but okay. then Kim mentioned... To do well, what if we did it all beet and or beet and celery? Yep, she mentioned the celery, and I said, "Well, what about a celery mimosa?" Sort of joking, mm, not knowing right. it would actually turn out good. <laughs> so yes, that's the ball. So it was the beet cocktail which you've developed, Maddie. Correct. Um, so what do you have going there? Okay, so this drink of the three was ninety percent. I was going to say completely juiced, but like ninety percent juiced. So I ran all the ingredients through the juicer. So we've got 12 small beets, which I, you know, comes out to be one half cups of juice. Um, we have a great juicer. Um, it was a slow juicer. I think we featured in the now. Is that correct? That's Haley? correct. It's Huron brand. Okay. Um, so we did that. So we used that. So I ran the beets, 12 beets, six celery stalks, eight jarred banana peppers. So those were the whole peppers, two cloves of garlic. And all of this in our juicer has to be chopped or diced pretty small so it can get the most out of it. Uh, so I did that with all those ingredients, ran it through, and then we and I stirred in some vodka, lemon juice, which, you know, I 
I guess I could have put the lemons through it, but I just did a measure amount for that. And some vodka and banana pepper brine. So what the banana peppers came in, um, there were different varieties. I know they come in hot, I believe, uh-huh. and sweet or, you know, or normal <laughs> or original. <laughs> so is that just according to what you like then? Exactly. Uh, and then after that, I also stirred in some Worcestershire sauce because that's a fun word to say. Um <laughs> Some salt and pepper, like, and then I just finished with some salt and pepper and hot sauce to taste. Well, and he also did a nice little rim around the glass, didn't I you? I did. <laughs> I did that with some celery salt because that's pretty traditional. Um, and then you'll see the garnishes. You can, I mean, Bloody Mary's, the garnishes can go over the top, simple. I kind of went in between, so I kept it with celery, a banana pepper, and then a piece of bacon because who can say no to bacon? That's right. <laughs> Sorry for all the vegetarians who are saying, I wanted this just veggie. I have to tell you, one of the most memorable Bloody Marys I've ever had was at this restaurant called Prune in um, uh, East Village in New York. It's um, Gabrielle Hamilton's restaurant. It's so cool. good. And she has an incredible brunch, and she has amazing Bloody Marys. And I think yours rivals what she has. Really, Lovely. I do. Um, but I remember, I think there's one you can get like called the garden. I didn't get that. I think I might have gotten one with tequila. I can't sure. remember. Okay. Um, but are those called Bloody Marias? They are, I think. Um, but, uh, oh my God, the pickled veg that were on some of them. Mm. One was like the garden. And it ser- seriously looked like you had just a like garden. a garden on the top of your glass. Um, but I think you did a great job. And I think hey, people thanks. will love it. Oh, me too. Well, you know, and I'm not a Bloody Mary fan. I, I mean, right. maybe I'll have one a year just because I, I don't know, my friends are doing it or whatever. <laughs> um, filling. But, yeah, they are filling. Um, but, I, you know, as much as I love tomatoes, I don't really like tomato juice. It's mm-hmm. just not my bag. Sure. Um, I do love beets, though. I do, um, too. And I think you probably will have to love beets to like this. Um but for me, this was much more palatable than a mm-hmm. traditional Bloody Mary. And the color is just it I mean, really jewel is tone. bloody. It's, it was, it was definitely, gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> yep, so pretty. Where, but if you don't like beets that, and or you feel like it's too strong or earthy, you know, a lot of times we hear you can easily cut it with some tomato juice. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. So kind of add know, whatever you want. You could also try golden beets, which I think That's are true. a little bit milder. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, Ooh, right now it won't pretty. really be bloody looking anymore. But golden Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Well, just maybe wear gloves when you work with the beats, right? Yes, my <laughs> counters and the cutting boards, everything was red. Thank you, Magic Eraser. <laughs> totally. Um, and the mimosa you made, well, as I um, have said, um, some of you know, I drink celery juice in the morning after lemon water. So <laughs> I was really interested in this. And, of course, I'm doing dry January and February, so... Um, I really haven't partaken in sampling too much of this, but um, I did taste the just a teaspoon of it, and it was amazing. Well, you know, celery juice can be a, a little bit bitter mm-hmm. on its own, so I did sweeten, and I the celery was juiced in the same juicer, you know, that Maddie did hers, and um, about one kind of head of celery yielded between like one and one and a half cups of juice. Uh, and what I did was whisked some super fine sugar into the juice. Not a lot. I didn't want it to be too sweet, just enough to kind of counter that bitter edge of the celery. And when mixed with the Prosecco or the sparkling wine or champagne, whatever you choose to use, you know, it just it was really fresh. It had that same freshness of a traditional orange mimosa, um, but with just a little different uh, vegetable in there. And a pretty color. It is. It's a beautiful, pretty green color. 
And I finally got to do, which I have been wanting to do for several years, because it's kind of, I think the last few years I've noticed PIMS cups around everywhere. And um, I, there traditionally, I think it is, um, PIMS is a, it's a gin-based liquor made in the UK. And um, there used to be, I think, like six different ones. And I think they all had different bases. They weren't gin-based. That's gin right. Based. You went through the whole list and you're like, oh, not available. Or exactly. Was available, Do they not, not make them anymore? They or? don't. Okay. Um, there might be one that's kind of a seasonal one or something. And I, I don't know off the top of my head what which one that was. But the traditional is Pim's number one, and it is a gin-based liquor. And um, so it's... Uh, kind of a British drink, but then it's also been adopted in New Orleans, which what hasn't been when it comes to cocktails, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Urban um, street. It's hard to compete with. <laughs> right. Um, so usually it's it's Pims with either um, like a ginger ale or ginger beer or like a lemonade or a lemon soda and always a cucumber wedge. Cucumber is like the big deal with Pim's cups. And usually um, garnish, sometimes orange, usually lemon and um, strawberry too. Anyhow, I wanted to really kind of work on this. And so I decided to juice cucumbers and make a cucumber juice. And I used the same juicer that you all did. Mm -hmm. And But when I was juicing... Hmm. And I peeled the cucumber just to try to get a little bit. You did more... some different trials. You did it with mm -hmm. the skin, without the skin. Yeah. Juicing. I think I juiced a lemon for you, maybe even mm -hmm. the first I, round. I did put lemon juice in this, but I just juiced it with a reamer. I didn't put it into a juicer. But if your juicer takes that, that's fine. <laughs> um, but I did peel the cucumber just so it was a little less bitter and the color was just a little. Um, less muddy looking when you started to add it with the pims and so um but the when i did that i wasn't yielding exactly how much i wanted i think i wanted one cup the cucumber is so wet anyway and i just juiced that and that was the only um remains um that were left after juicing so i pulled all of the the scrap parts and reduce them. them. And there was enough liquid in that to get exactly what, oh, I, wow. what I needed. Yes. Okay. So I have a juicer at home that is not a slow press juicer. Um, and I've never done that with anything. But uh, we kind of looked at each other and we're like, do you think we can do this? Oh, yeah, we probably should be okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it doesn't have the beads in here anymore. Right. <laughs> so I did, um, yes, a cup of um, fresh cucumber juice. And depending on the size of the cucumbers and whatnot, it's one to two um, cucumbers. And I, like I said, I peeled mine. You don't have to. I did a little bit for color and a little bit for bitterness. But if you like cucumbers and you don't mind exactly something that's maybe a little darker, go ahead and you don't have to peel it. But I, like you, I just stirred in because I didn't want to heat the juice. Right. Um, so just stirred in some superfine sugar, quarter cup of superfine sugar, and then mixed it with Pim's gin, which some recipes have extra gin and some don't. We, I think I tried it both ways. We all liked it better with the gin and then some lemon juice and then top it with club soda. Since a lot of times there is a soda component added. Fizzy component. The fizzy yeah. wanted to add that. So yeah. And then just garnished with mint, cucumber, lemon, and strawberry. And what I did was the long kind of thin peel of cucumber and then just kind of swung it around the glass, um, kind of put the ice in first and then tucked the um, cucumber slices around the um, ice, ice, kind of around the glass. 
And um, yeah, so it made for a nice, pretty garnish. And it's very summery, very refreshing. Um, All of these were just tasted so fresh. And I mean, I guess you have to, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Vegelicious. Vegelicious for sure. Uh, What is the word? I'm losing it. Uh, It's probably because we juiced everything. You know, everything just was so so fresh. fresh. Yeah. I mean, totally refreshing. You know, no bottled juices. Not not that there's anything Mm -hmm. wrong with those, but um, I think you definitely get more health benefits from juices that are fresh. Well, and what I liked about Pam's, I had never had Pim's before. So it was kind of a new, I I tried it on its own and it wasn't very, you know, it wasn't uh, like, very strong it was kind of so I feel like all these drinks as well were kind of on the lighter side Mm -hmm. of um, alcohol content definitely and and you know you're seeing a trend with people wanting lower ABV cocktails and these sort of fall into that and I'm sure they'd all be great I've never been more excited to make these drinks these were so fun (laughs) to make and to try and I think some people will try them, hopefully. Yeah. Well, everyone just has to wait until May when um, you get your next issue of Cuisine at Home. and uh, Patiently waiting. Yes, exactly. But you got a little sneak peek here. And uh, cheers. That's right. That's right. Thanks for listening. Okay, folks, it's Pam here, and I went into my fridge this time, and I'm here with Robin and Maddie, and I'm going to see if you guys can help me out with what to do with some things at home. I tend to cook the same things over and over, so I'm really looking for ideas. Okay, um, I am not a vegetarian. I maybe consider myself a little bit of a flexitarian, okay. So, um, but I do try to eat uh, significantly kind of... Um, heavy on the plant-based uh, part of this the diet. This might be a challenge for me. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. for me, you're a very healthy eater, which is good. Uh, so anyhow, I will tell you um, what I have in my fridge, and I did not put everything down. Well, it's in my pantry as well. Okay. Okay, let's hear it. Celery, not mm-hmm. surprising since I drink celery juice every morning. Okay, celery, red cabbage, kale, mini sweet peppers, radishes, onion and garlic, I have fresh herbs, cilantro, parsley, mint, blackberries. I have citrus, orange, clementines, and lemon, dried medjool dates, quinoa, dried lentils, and I've got some frozen fish fillets, mm. uh, cod, and wild salmon. I know right up your alley, Maddie. Oh, Maddie loves fish. Mm. Condiments, <laughs> and of course, olive oil and etc. cetera. Uh, and then I've got uh, wine, brandy, sherry, bourbon, vodka. All the essentials. <laughs> yes. So if yes, you, you do glaze. Okay. I should use some of that right now. <laughs> we should have brought a drink with us because this is not our wheelhouse. So no, but you do some fish. <laughs> more than you, but that's not saying a lot. Well, clear, clearly, we'll do something with the fish. Okay. Well, I like the idea of poaching the fish, mm-hmm. but how about if we take... Um, what if we did kale and sauteed the kale or something like that? Maybe with sure. the little peppers. The, yeah, the mini sweet peppers. Yeah, the mini sweet good. peppers. Some onion and garlic. Absolutely. And, well, we need to get some alcohol in there somewhere because just because it's... <laughs> you can never go wrong with sherry. So what have we got here? Let's, let's recount. I think there was a citrus quinoa salad. salad. Uh-huh. Which we could stir in either, you know... 
any of the herbs, mint, cilantro, parsley. Right. How about we go parsley and mint? Sure. With the citrus, mm-hmm. right? And then we're going to kind of poach our cod. Is that where we went with that? I believe so. Okay. And do a little quick saute with the kale and the mini peppers, mm-hmm. onion, and garlic. And give it a little swish of sherry. Sounds lovely. Some salt and pepper. Okay. Does that sound okay? What do you think, Pam? Are we on the right track for I, you? All of it sounds good. Okay. <laughs> Hey, bonus, you could also make a killer smoothie with your ingredients as well if you want to drink your dinner. (laughs) (laughs) As you know, I do many a morning. (laughs) Yes, you do. You are a great one with smoothies. So you Hence the ingredients. (laughs) Absolutely. You could make it. We could backtrack and do it. We could do breakfast for her. (laughs) That's true. We did not say it had to be dinner. (laughs) No, that's right. We could could turn it around. Breakfast for dinner. Or we could do, you know, you could do a more savory smoothie. Hmm. Two. <laughs> I think that means yes. <laughs> that might be kind of fun to do. We could put a little spin that way as well. Yeah. And if you didn't like those options, you can always do like a cabbage slaw with your peppers and radishes and that would kale. be delicious. Absolutely. Ooh, you could do a good. you know, you could do a little uh vinaigrette with that as well. Toss Ooh, it, yeah. serve it with that would be good. Oh, and what if you threw some blackberries in there just for some fun? Mm-hmm. Okay. I love blackberries and I do um, too. salads. Yeah. How many options shall we keep going? Right? <laughs> so, if, yes, if you wanted to go quick and you didn't want it to saute, well, if, how about if you don't want to saute that kale and didn't mm-hmm. think go that way too? You have some side dish options there. Then yeah. you could always roast your salmon and put it over top or side or whatever you want. Indeed. Well, you have given me food for thought, unintended. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So you have... You know, maybe more than one day you can spread the wealth. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm. I've got it covered. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, ladies. You're welcome. Hi, guys. Welcome to our segment called Cracked Up. This is Trivia. My name's Haley, and I've got Robin and Pam here with me today to answer some questions. I'm so scared. Uh, Me too. (laughs) Hopefully there won't be anything to be scared of, but I guess we'll find out. We'll give it our best shot. Okay. All right. Question number one. What are the differences between vegetarians and vegans? Oh, okay. Uh, Vegetarians, well, there are actually different ranges of vegetarians. We'll go with just your standard. Standard. Okay. Well, vegan will not eat um, any animal product. No honey, no eggs, no um, fish. Um, trying to think what else. Um, dairy. No dairy. Um, yes, no animal products of any any sort. And vegetarians will eat a plant-based diet, basically, but they'll eat... Um, Depending on which yes. range of vegetarian yes. you are, they might eat fish, they might eat... Um, dairy yes. or eggs. Eggs, right. right. Yeah, fish and Cheese. eggs are the, are the ones that are, you know, sort of people sometimes yes. include them, sometimes don't. Here, right. What I have written down, you got it right. Um, <laughs> vegetarians exclude meat, poultry, and seafood from their diets, while vegans take it a step further, also excluding animal byproducts like milk, eggs, honey, things like that. Now, I don't know what they do about yeast. Do they use yeast? Does anybody know? This is an off topic question. Know. Well, you know, I think about um, nutritional yeast, which is a totally different thing. So I'm thinking if they're, I don't know, I'm thinking. Well, maybe one of our listeners will write in and let us know. You know what? Probably 
natural yeast. Sure. Natural added. yeast. Yes. Right. Like, I'm going to guess something along those lines, but I have no clue, really. Okay. It's <laughs> a question for another time. All right. Question two. Which seed is ground and mixed with water and used as an egg substitute? Chia. Uh, I okay. I have flaxseed, but, flax, flax but maybe is chia one. is another one. Chia. Well, when I was doing some research, I think it it was for I think a Q and A question a couple years ago, and I was pretty sure chia was, but it could have been flax or it could be both. Flax for sure. We'll okay. say okay. Um, but you know, we know chickpea liquid. You know, the aquafaba is another one. That people will use. That's when I discovered kind of that. Yes. Um, when I was doing a question on aquafaba and it is used as an egg substitute. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. Number three. I know there's a lot of meat substitutes on the market. Um, we're going to look for a common one here. Which newer to the market meat substitute is not made from soy, wheat, or pea protein? Dirt burger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what she said. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I, I agree. Uh, we've had it here in the test kitchen. We've used it in a couple of recipes. We've used we it have. up. Well, I was going to say Impossible Burger, but I don't but think we, we have. It's not a that. burger. Oh. Um, say that a meat again. substitute. Oh. Oh, is it jackfruit? jackfruit? Yes. Okay. Jackfruit. Hey. Oh. Hey. We knew one. I mean, I knew <laughs> yes. one. Yep. Uh, just recently, I was at uh, Trader Joe's, and uh, they have some new jackfruit products. And I want to say they have jackfruit burgers and like shredded jackfruit in their frozen section. Okay. Yeah, you can. I mean, you don't have to buy the giant fruit right. anymore. You can buy packaged versions of it. Some of them are seasoned. Some of them are mm -hmm. plain, uh, but it's a it's mm -hmm. I think it's a remarkable substitute, honestly. And it's well, just ready to go. You don't have to mess it. With is it is interesting that well, I will say this. Trader Joe's has, has actually had a canned version for a long time and Whole Foods definitely has it. But um, surprisingly, it's not really um, high in protein or anything. So if you are looking for um, a protein source, it's not the it's one. Not one. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It, but it's still good. It's it's a textural thing. It is. Yeah. Yep. It has a really great texture. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, it's something as a meat meat eater myself, um, and I don't love a lot of meat substitutes. This one is a is a good one, I think. And that's why I, I think people like it as sort of like a almost like a pulled pork. Yep. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. All right. Question four: What must an item contain for it to be considered a complete protein? The nine essential amino acids. Yes. I was like, uh, please don't ask me to list them, though. Oh, my gosh. I wouldn't be able to come up with those. Oh, no. <laughs> yes, it must contain adequate portions of all the nine essential amino acids. Mm -hmm. but Quinoa. Mm -hmm. Quinoa is a good one. But yep. I, I know something. It may not be what you're asking. <laughs> I have read, too, that you, if, if you are a vegetarian or vegan or, or eating plant-based and you don't have protein maybe on your plate that of a meal... If, and if you don't have something that has the nine complete amino acids, most likely if you've got some variety there, the combination of what you're eating will supply the protein that you need. And you those are nine. Right. You don't have to have all those and amino acids thing. in one sitting. Right. right. Mm -hmm. The combination will get you there. Right. Yep. Like rice and beans is a good yes. mm -hmm. you know, combo that gives right. you all of it. Right. All right. And the last one. 
Why is it that we are directed to eat the rainbow when it comes to fruits and vegetables? Because it's pretty. No. <laughs> no, <laughs> no I'm, just, I'm just kidding. No, because of what's in each one. I mean, there's the vitamins and the minerals are in different, like it's blueberries exactly. and beets. You get and, different things. Cabbage. There's something in each one that you need. And so if you eat a variety, you're going to get what you need. Exactly. So don't just, don't <clears throat> narrow your lane there. Just don't just go with the orange. Right. <laughs> Or the red or whatever it may be. Yes. That's right. It's I mean, specifically, it's, my, yeah. it's the phytonutrients. Oh, okay. Yep. And each one, you know, gives the fruit or vegetable its color. And, yeah, they contain different nutrients. And so you need to eat a variety of things right. to get all the nutrients your body needs. Like, I love blueberries, but I shouldn't just eat blueberries. I need to add some raspberries. That's right. Add the raspberries. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, that's all I've got for you, ladies. Oh. Thank you. Better than the last round for, that, for me. Well, that's because I had, yeah, it was, it was great. I had Pam and Pam knows the answers. <laughs> Not always. <laughs> Thanks, Haley, for that. All right. Join us next time. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Visit our site to learn about special offers, new products, and more for purchase. We offer live cooking seminars from pasta making and cast iron cooking to pie baking and stir frying techniques. Our special interest publications feature recipes centered around certain topics like feel-good food and slow cooker dinners. We also offer custom Cuisine at Home branded kitchen tools such as aprons, cutting boards, and bench knives. Shop all of our offerings at CuisineAtHome.com.